Joining us now on the phone line is our guy, Chase Kitty of the Lion's Edge podcast from BetMGM. Reminder, our conversation with Chase will be available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. Just type in the show name BetMGM tonight. Chase, how you doing this Monday, sir? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Chase, uh, no problem. Thanks for joining us, and it's good to talk to you again. Uh, before we talk about anything Week 1 related, I want to get your biggest takeaways from Week 0 of football. Number one, you know, don't, you don't have to talk about the quality of football or what games maybe stood out to you. Just the feeling that you had watching college football again that's meaningful. And also, what did you do? How did you bring in the new season, the new year? Uh, I kicked all the dogs and my girlfriend out of the upstairs of the house. I locked all the doors. I ordered $35 worth of junk food from 7-Eleven. Oh, man. Yes. And I watched. Yeah, it's, it's that what level up here. And, uh, what did he order? 7-Eleven junk food. Oh, junk Just food. So much 7-Eleven junk food. So much. The best selection. An unhealthy amount. Probably took 10 years off my life, mm-hmm. which is about as much time as uh, watching that Nebraska game took off my life. <laughs> Quentin, the, whole, the, the only reason he still has a job is that it's another month before his buyout drops from $15 million to like $8 million. I right. mean, right. I, I would not be surprised if we see like a random midseason firing at this point. But I, I don't want to count Nebraska out just yet. Everybody's piling on. It's, it's like Sunday night football or Monday night football effect where you see a really bad game and then everybody overreacts because it was the only game on. And so everybody watched it. I think Nebraska could be inherently valuable going forward because everybody's going to overreact in the gambling markets. So that's one way uh, I'm going to watch going forward to see what the numbers look like around Nebraska. Yeah, that was really, really interesting stuff because I had tweeted, wow, Nebraska looks like they could be a fun team. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. I tweeted, Scott Frost has heard all of you. I tweeted that at the, after the first drive. Yeah, the first drive was the one where you were like, up. I'm yeah. in. I was like, they look good. Yeah, and Scott's then, ready. And then Northwest, you were like, man, they might score 40 yeah. on Northwestern. And then you're like, oh, wait. Nebraska has a secondary that look, looks like Northwestern secondary. My Lord. Uh, let's get into really quickly before we talk about week one. I want you for all the people to kind of give out your win totals that you have officially played, that you love, that you want us to kind of know about. And if you haven't placed all your win totals, maybe run to the window and, and jump on. Uh, so here, here's the list I've got jotted down as it is right now. I've got Louisville over six and a half. That's at plus 105. I think Malik Cunningham is probably underrated. I think he can challenge for ACC quarterback, uh, uh, first team ACC so I feel like they can get to seven and five. I think the schedule lines up for them. They get my Dukes there in like a random one-off November game. Uh, it, the schedule lays out for them. I, I think they can hit seven wins. Kansas over two and a half. We've talked about this a ton on the Lions' edge. Kansas has won a conference game three of the last four years. This is the best team they're going to have. This is the best coaching staff they're going to have in a while. I think they can do it again. They should walk over the FCS opponent. They should walk over Duke and get to three wins. Auburn over six and a half might be my favorite. They've got five straight home games to open the year. One of the better offensive lines in the SEC. One of the better defensive lines in the SEC. I do think they're going to get to seven and five. I think they're being undervalued because of all the offseason drama, everything that went on down there on the plains. I think they can get to seven wins. Iowa over seven and a half. I'm kind of shocked how low this number is. This, I mean, they're just going to do what I jumped on this with you. Yeah, uh, so totally love that number. I'm on Ole Miss under 7.5. Somebody has to lose games in the SEC West. 
I really like all of the other teams. I, I think Ole Miss maybe is one of the losers of the depth of this conference. I just don't trust all that they brought in in the transport portal. I like Lane Kiffin. I just think it's not all going to mesh. I think the defense is going to be pretty good. I have questions about the offense. And then maybe my favorite, and this is, this is the one I would recommend pretty much anybody, Arizona under three at plus 120. I don't know how this could possibly not cash. I don't like to use, like, locks or guarantees or big dramatic words like that. If I did, I would use those words to describe this bet. It, it could push. I wouldn't be shocked if you get to three and you get your money back. I don't see a pass to four. They don't even have an automatic FCS win because guess who they're playing in two weeks? North Dakota State, who's beaten like six straight FBS opponents. It, they're just not getting there. They've they got to go to San Diego State this weekend. That's not happening. I, I don't even know when their next possible chance at a win would be. It's not going to be Mississippi State next week. Maybe at Cal, but you got to go on the road. And then the, the, the back end, November and December, it's USC, UCLA, Utah, bam, bam, bam. They're, they're not winning any of those. I don't know how they're going to get to three wins, let alone four. Wow. I'm, I might jump on that. My boy Chase Kitty said, I don't usually use words like lock and guarantee, but if I did, I'd use it for this play. We're listening to our guy Chase Kitty from the Lions Edge podcast, brought to you by BetMGM. Reminder, check out the podcast. You can listen to all Chase's stuff because, man, Guy knows what he's talking about. Let's start talking about some of these week one games, though. And I got one that's specifically on my radar for you to break down for me. It's Utah taking on Florida. Uh, Utah in that game, they're three-point favorites. The total is 50.5. Utah minus 140. Florida plus 115. Uh, We know one thing. Utah is they're pretty much poised to do it again. Uh, They look really, really good. They've got playmakers all over the field. But the spread is telling you something. Florida is not. Uh, going to be an easy opener for Utah. How do you see this game shaking out? Do you have any plays on the side and or the total? So I haven't played it yet, and I might not play it at all, but I am fascinated by this game. Utah opened as a one-point dog way back when, when they opened the, the way early look ahead lines, and it's crept all the way up to a three-point favorite. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the practical stuff that goes into playing a game like this. You're taking a Pac-12 team, and it's a team I think is going to win the Pac-12. So I think highly of Utah. But they're going to go to Florida and play a game like in basically August. right? This is still the summer. It's going to be mucky down there. It's going to be humid. Mm. It's going to be really nasty. I don't know how many games Utah plays in like situations like that. I think Florida's quarterback is a dark horse Heisman candidate. I would not be surprised if Florida wins this game. I would think about playing Florida on the money line outright. Ooh, that's a big one there, Chase. I need you to give me some good news, though, about this one. I am an Oregon Duck. I am an Oregon alum. All I want to do is see us do more than just go to a national championship every seventh year and then fail miserably. Um, We have a new coach, Dan Lanning. Very exciting. Uh, Obviously, defensive guy something that Oregon has needed. We have a top five, we, top five O-line. Our defensive line, also really good. Secondary has gotten better in the transfer portal. Georgia, though, is, even with all of the the guys that they lost in, in the NFL draft, they're still going to be a monster. Their first quarter differential was insane last year as well. Just their defense, their offense, all that. 17 and a half points, though, is what it is. 
um, is what Georgia is favored at home. And the total, 52 and a half. You got to play something there. What's your breakdown? I think I would play Oregon in the points. And I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you, Trista. I, I think if you have to play it, the better side is to take Oregon in the points. I don't know how to commodify what Georgia lost, right? It, it is just a Burgundian departure wow. of massive NFL-quality talent. I don't know what to do with that. I do know that Oregon is 5-4 and four against the spread in the last nine games against the SEC. You can think back to uh, that 2019 Auburn game. I think this feels like a whole lot of points for a week one game where they're going to spend the whole first half probably feeling each other out anyway. Uh, there's NFL talent on both sides of the ball. A lot of Georgia players coming in. that are probably five-star players and really highly touted guys, but still maybe lacking in play time at certain parts of the field. I like what Oregon is going to be able to do. I don't think Oregon will win the game. I think Georgia has too much institutional momentum, but 17 and a half, as you pointed out, very big number. Would you take the under in this game at 52, uh, 52 and a half, excuse me, um, just given how good Georgia's defense is? I would think about taking both the full game under and the first half under. Yeah. Chase, I got to ask you about this game. Notre Dame, they're taking on Ohio State Saturday, uh, September 3rd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm looking at BetMGM right now, and it seems as though Ohio State has crept up. Okay, there it is, 17-point favorites yeah. in this one. This matchup sounds great on paper. Notre Dame faces an uphill battle, though. We all know what it is. Fighting Irish, brand-new head coach, former Ohio State linebacker, ironically enough. How do you see this game shaking out between Notre Dame and Ohio State, and how are you playing this one? Yeah, so for me personally, it, it feels like Ohio State or pass for me because we've seen what happens in these Notre Dame games where they go up against Alabama or they go up against Ohio State. It just doesn't end well for them. They play really, really good against 98% of the FBS. They get smashed in spots like this. Usually it comes in the playoff, but I, I'm not sure how much playoff versus regular season matters when you're going against Ohio State's roster or Alabama's roster. So for me, it's Ohio State or pass. That said, on today's episode of the Lions Edge, the podcast that I just put out today, I had on Phil Steele, and he mentioned this game, and he was all about Notre Dame. He said it's way too many points. He says, you know, can Marcus Freeman, who's the new head coach, like can he keep it going? He doesn't know. But this year, like right after the last run, right after Brian Kelly has departed, he still feels like they're going to be really competitive. They've still got all those recruits. And because Freeman comes from inside the program, it's not like he's got to learn how everything works. He just keeps the machine running like it's been. So he thinks at a number like that, and it's already crept up, it wasn't always at this 17, 17 and a half number, whatever it is right now, he thinks you're getting great value and he would back Notre Dame. Chase, I love that. I love Phil Steele as well. Don't know if I'm riding with him on that one, but I do have to ask you this before we go. What are your favorite plays in week one from top to bottom? And we only got about two minutes left. And so you better you include wanna... that Arkansas game. Yeah, that Arkansas game is going to be good. What you got, Chase? Dude, I love Arkansas. I, I, I wouldn't have bet it at the number right when it opened. But the fact that I get them on the right side of seven now, like Cincinnati, I mean, we're talking about how much Georgia lost last year. Cincinnati lost a whole lot, too. And it's a lot harder to replace long-term starters, really productive guys when you're at Cincinnati versus Georgia. I think Cincinnati will be fine this year. I still think they'll be really good. But I think pretty highly of Arkansas, too. And the fact that I can get it on the right side of seven instead of the wrong side of seven, it was at seven and a half, now it's at six. 
I think that's huge. I'm on Arkansas. I'm flirting with the idea of Texas minus the 37 and a half, which I know sounds mm-hmm. crazy, but wouldn't it just be the most Texas thing ever for them to blast a really bad team like UL Monroe ahead of the game with Alabama? We spend all this time hyping up Texas and, oh, maybe this year it's different. Steve Sarkeesian, Quinn Ewers, oh, no, no. And then they're going to get killed next week. I've actually already bet Alabama minus 17 next week, so that's how I feel about all that. Uh, I would think about TCU laying the points. I got it at 11. It's now creeping toward 14. Colorado is going to be really bad, too, in the Pac-12 this year. So I have no points laying. I have no problem laying points on the road there. Uh, quick head nod in the direction of my Mountaineers, who are now getting seven plus the hook instead of just seven at Pitt. Love the backyard brawl. Love that it's back. Getting a full touchdown plus the hook in a tight rivalry game like that. I think you got to favor the dog. Uh, and Minnesota minus 36.5 is another one I'm looking at. Again, it's a big point spread, but if you think about the logistics of what New Mexico State has to do, their players probably aren't even in bed until 3 a.m. Sunday. They've got a day off, two days to practice, walk through, fly to Minnesota. They don't have any tape to look at. Minnesota does. That could be a bloodbath. If you don't think that Chase Kitty is hyped for week one, of college football betting. You have lost your everlasting mind. Chase Kitty from the top turnbuckle. As always, thank you, my brother.